Good morning to you. So we're continuing uh, looking in the Apostles' Creed and uh, we're looking today at the line from whence he shall come and uh, it's talking there of course about how Christ will come again from whence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Now as we've seen already the Apostles' Creed is not in the same uh, level as the Bible itself. It's not that it's inspired by God directly in terms of the words of the Apostles' Creed. But nevertheless, it is a succinct summary of all the essential things that Christians have believed for the past 19th century. And it is, of course, biblically founded and rooted. The Apostles' Creed is Trinitarian in its structure. It starts with the Father, it moves on to the Son, and then finally to the work of the Holy Spirit. And the most substantial part of the Apostles' Creed is devoted to the second person of the Trinity, Jesus Christ, whom is, who is the centre of our worship. Now, as we home in on Jesus Christ, we see that his life is covered in kind of three tenses, if you like. There is the past, the present, and the future ministry of Jesus Christ. In the past that he was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, buried, and uh, dead and buried, and that he ascended. In the present, it is that he sits at the right hand of the Father in heaven. He now rules and reigns from heaven as we've already seen. But there is a future aspect to this statement as well. It says, from whence he shall come. He is seated in the heavenly realms, from whence he shall come. Now every story needs a beginning, a middle and an end. And the end of a story is, of course, absolutely essential. We all need a future vision to look forward to and to work towards, an ending to the story to which we are longing. If we know what the end is, then we can line ourselves up in line with the end. And we can uh, work towards, look forward to, the fulfillment of that vision of the future. Now, the Bible has a clear vision of the end. The Bible says that history is not just going round in a circle. It's not going to end with extinction, as some people today might say, that it's all going to just uh, perhaps turn into oblivion, that there is a pointlessness to the world and to history. Rather, the Bible tells us that everything is working towards a grand finale and a full consummation and fulfillment of everything that God has planned for his world. It's all working towards his purposes. And so the Bible, if you like, is a meta-narrative that tells a story from creation to new creation from creation to new creation. When uh, I was doing Brian Selly's funeral, uh, we were thinking about the fact that he was a structural uh, drawer, a surveyor, engineer, 
and uh, someone just made the comment that unless you can draw it you can't build it if you can't draw it you can't build it if you can see the future then you can work towards it and build something towards it and the bible gives us a clear vision of the future and here it says from whence he shall come now in Acts, of course, we're told that, aren't we? When Jesus ascended into heaven, the angel says to the men, men of Galilee, why are you standing here looking up into heaven? Uh, in the same manner that you saw him uh, go, so shall he return. There's many, many scriptures, of course, that tell us about the return of Christ. Just a couple of quick references. One is in uh, Hebrews chapter nine, and there it says that Christ was sacrificed once for all to take our sins and he will appear a second time not to bear sin but to bring salvation to those who are eagerly waiting for him we eagerly wait for him for his return and finally one other verse in 1 peter it tells us that uh, we are to set our hopes fully on the revelation of jesus christ at the end and we're to be self-controlled, we're to put our hope in him, and we're to set our minds fully on his return. And so, how do we respond to this? How then shall we live in the light of these truths? Now we could just say, let's be passive. Let's just wait for his return and sit around and just be passive. I heard someone the other day talk about the idol of idleness that we can be idle and that can be an idol um, because instead of proclaiming the gospel instead of working towards the return of christ instead of actively promoting the kingdom and uh, preaching his gospel we can find ways to be lazy and idle but no we're told that in the light of his return we are to eagerly work and pray and long for and build towards that coming kingdom so let me ask you that question today what are you going to do today to work towards the consummation of his kingdom the perfecting of all things because actually you know Jesus isn't just going to come back to judge the quick and the dead which is what we'll look at on Thursday he is also coming back to fulfill the kingdom which is already established on the earth, which is already growing on the earth, which is already to a large part being built and he will come back to a bride that is prepared for him. And so we need to be actively those people who are preparing for his return, who are preparing the church for his return, who are seeking to see his kingdom advancing in the world, reflecting his beauty, reflecting his glory, reflecting his character. We're to be his image bearers here and now as we prepare for his return. The kingdom is already here. The eschaton has come. It's already happening and today we can get involved in helping that vision to move forwards towards his return. And so let's be a people today who are longing for the return of Christ and who are praying and who are building towards the fulfillment of his plans. Uh, I love that picture. We, we had a drawing of the old school of the refurbishments and it inspired us 
to do something to fulfill that vision that we saw of what the old school could look like. And I'm amazed at the activity of the builders and the decorators and every day they're at eight o'clock in the morning working away because they've got a vision. They can see a picture of what it's supposed to be like. They're working towards it. They're actively trying to put what has been drawn into reality. And we too should be those people who see a vision of the future and who are actively, proactively working towards the fulfillment of that vision that he will ultimately bring about. And so let us pray as we finish today. Lord, we thank you that you're building your kingdom. We thank you that you're going to return to the fulfillment of your plans. We thank you that we're part of that, Lord, and we pray that today we would know your promptings. We would not be idle, uh, but Lord, that we would be active in uh, preparing for your return. We ask you, yes, Lord Jesus, come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. We long for your return. We look forward to your return. We're not fearful of your return, but we are committed to being a part of building and preparing for your return. In Jesus' name, amen.